There is, and I'll be super open about that. So for me, um, it was close to three grand that you have to pay, which is a lot. And a lot of girls usually get sponsorships from, you know, beauty brands or even family companies and everything like that. This is the Hello 20s podcast. My name is Jan and I'm your host. I'm a corporate professional during the day, a digital content creator by night, and really just a 20-something year old trying to navigate life while sprinkling a little knowledge and wisdom here and there. Let's face it, we don't have it all figured out, but we can learn a little from each other along the way. And I'm so glad you are tuning in on today's episode. All right, guys, so I have my friend here, Alice. Um, She's joining us today on today's episode. Before we get into talking about her experience competing in Miss Universe Canada and all the opportunities that she has going on in life right now, I want to just take it back a little bit to the beginning of 2020 because, Alice, I assume when you graduated at that time, you didn't really envision or think about all these opportunities that you have done or even maybe taking up like in the next few months. So where were you when you were, you know, graduated first week after graduation? (laughs) What were your thoughts? What did you think you were going to do? Oh, like completely. I had no idea that this year was going to be the way it was. And um, when I graduated from my environmental science degree, I thought I would go into, you know, the field work with environmental science. And I got into that a little Mm -hmm. bit, but then um, the work really dried up, especially with COVID. And around that time, I lost my grandma and like life was just really looking down. And I realized, you know, I shouldn't stay in kind of this idea that I have to follow a certain route and I should really apply and try out new things. And that's really when I started looking at things like a pageant, which I've never done before. And then I was like, you know what, maybe Miss Universe Canada is open. Let's see it. Let's try it. I really didn't think I was going to hear back from them. And um, along that time, I really wanted to travel, even though it's a pandemic. So that's why I looked into things like getting my teaching English abroad as a foreign language and just really taking up such random things this summer that I didn't expect but just trying to stay really open to the opportunities that may come along with those. I think for most of us, when we think of like graduation and post-grad life, we think we're going to take on the route and the path of what we studied in and just do work related to that. But really, there's no blueprint to post-grad life. or And you just honestly have to experiment. Like no one can tell you what you can do, what you can't do, and no one can stop you. And just because you majored in biology or majored in, you know, communication business, it doesn't mean you have to end up going that route. Exactly. And I feel like we're almost trained. Well, I don't think anyone actually tells you that in university, but I don't think I was alone and the only person feeling that way that you really think you're going to stick to what you know. Um, Because I heard from a lot of different things, like different podcasts and stuff saying like, you know, really try to stay open because finding jobs are really difficult. Um, But I was so naive. I was just like, you know, what? I'll just walk right into a job that relates to my degree. It'll be a breeze. Like, I think a lot of people felt that way. But I had no idea what it was really going to be like this year. Definitely. I feel like for me, I after graduation, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go into PR. This is what I'm going to do. And I, I still like that field and I'm still interested in that field. But I think I'm very thankful thankful for the opportunities that I have right now in life and where I've gone. Like the and path that, you were, that went down. you were open-minded, like you were open to different opportunities, right? Instead of just being like, that's the yeah, only definitely. thing. Definitely. Because I had a PR internship and it was going to be my job afterwards, like my part-time job while I'm working my full-time job. Mm-hmm. 
I know it's, it sounds like, how can you balance that? But um, for the PR company that I was going to do part-time for after my internship, they're like, it's very flexible hours. Just do it as when, when you can after your, your full-time job or before your full-time job, right? And so I was going to do both of those jobs. But because of the pandemic, a lot of companies, they weren't willing to spend the money on advertisement right now and, you know, PR stuff. So that industry kind of got like, struck down a little bit got hit really hard and so I'm very thankful that I have my business analyst job because it's like a tech job and those are very I guess for tech jobs they is it sustainable or like I would think so and like right yeah and it's applicable to so many different areas that I feel like it's very diverse yeah Yeah, like it's always gonna be needed Exactly. So I'm, I'm really glad that I was open to that opportunity. And I'm thankful that I'm still employed right now during this like hard time. But yeah, you just really have to have an open mind and be willing to try different avenues and different industries and dip your toe in that because you never know if you'll actually like it or not. Exactly. And I feel like for anyone who's recently graduated or struggling finding work this year, just remember, like a lot of people are in the same boat. And I know it's hard, but just stay really open-minded because some of the experiences you have along the way could be really exciting, such as doing a pageant or anything like that. (laughs) You know, those are experiences that are going to stay for life, so. Definitely. And you know what I really like about you and, like, your experience so far is that even though you're still searching for a job and you're you're doing all these other things, but you're also creating, like, your own opportunity um, because you have your Etsy store as well. You're practicing art. I remember I saw your story a few days ago where you posted, like, um, what's it called? Uh, uh, it was like a memory. It was like one of the things I posted like a year ago, one of my really old yes. art pieces. Yes, exactly. And then seeing that compared to one year later, like your art definitely improved. And then you started your own store. You have these stickers and I'm sure you have a lot more designs and a lot more things coming out as well. I'm hoping for that. But that's why I, I also feel like people who do art or anything like a hobby or anything like that, social media is a really great way to even just document your Um, process and sorry if you guys can hear my dog barking in the background (laughs) but you can document your process and see like wow this is where I was before this is where I'm at now and like what a change that has been and just from seeing like your Mm -hmm. practice for that year definitely and because we're on this topic I just want to say it's close to a year or it's coming up to a year of our friendship which is so crazy Um, and that's kind of how we got like you know introduced to each other because I remember I think it was (laughs) a little bit close to this time of last year or this year that I was like you know what like I want to get back into digital art I want to get into art again I want to try digital art and so I actually saw one of your um pieces um because you drew a picture of katie katie bellotti who we're both fans of her (laughs) i was like yeah and i was like wow this is so good i like and then i stalked your instagram and then i dm'd you which i don't really do sometimes especially art accounts but i was like this girl is so good like i want to (laughs) let her know that she's like amazing like I really am a fan of her art so I dm'd you I didn't hear back until like maybe a little bit and I totally forgot that I dm'd you (laughs) honestly and I was so new to using Instagram like I don't think I even saw like you know when messages pop up but you don't know the person yet like they kind of get hidden in like the upper like mailbox but I remember when I got you 
you were so easy to talk to. Our conversation just kept going back and forth. But I totally yeah. forgot back then there were no pictures of me on my Instagram, guys. So you had no idea mm-hmm. what I looked like. I could have been anyone yeah. making these paintings. So like, honestly, I was like, <laughs> I really assume you were a girl. Like yeah. I had a good idea, like you could be a girl, but I didn't know like what your age was or like <laughs> where you were from and stuff. And I was like, you know what? We're just talking about art. Maybe I can learn a little bit from her. And I definitely have learned from you. I got my iPad and like Apple Pencil because of you. Oh, great. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and like, I'm really yeah. glad that you hopped back into that too, because I feel like it was only really around this time last year that I decided to go back into art. And I recommend it mm-hmm. to anyone who's like missed out on that because once you get started again, the confidence really builds up the more you do it. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I think with art, it's such a, it takes time and it, you know, you feel like you're not improving sometimes yeah. and you feel like maybe the style, you feel so stagnant in a style of painting or drawing but really it's it goes back to the being open with like jobs you have to be open with experimenting as well and trying new things yeah Yeah. don't be too hard on yourself because you'll look back Mm -hmm. on it you realize you've come a long way from when you decided to finally start it so I recommend it to anyone who's looking forward to that yeah and you also have a YouTube channel right I do and that was something um, I actually started I think in high school Um, Because I have Mm -hmm. a friend who does YouTube. She's done really well with that. And she was really encouraging. Um, But I remember, I don't know if it was like a high school boyfriend or friend or something who found my account one day. I got so (laughs) self-conscious. I I removed all the videos because I did like beauty and fashion, which honestly, I don't think is like really my niche. Um, I hadn't really Mm -hmm. found that yet. And I actually regret it because I feel like um, even if you're embarrassed with those videos, then it's good to just grow from that time. And time is really mm-hmm. important to like leave your work up there. So I didn't start um, looking at my YouTube again until I think around last year when I started going back into art and making my videos about that. So yeah, I totally feel it if people feel, you know, they don't have the confidence, but you should really <laughs> stick with it. I regret that I didn't. So <laughs> well, now I feel like you're, I don't know what your channel was like back then, but I feel like your YouTube channel is pretty successful now because you've niched down you kind of know what you want to do and I don't know I I I enjoy your YouTube videos and it's definitely something that I I told you this before like privately um, when we FaceTime each other before and also texted but whenever I watch your videos it kind of gets me inspired to make videos again because like the way you make videos is similar to how I kind of used to make videos um and like putting I don't know how to explain this, but like like the the way that you, yeah, yeah. Like the way you edit is like how I used to edit. And so we kind of brought back some memories and I definitely do want to make more videos. It's just, I'm kind of figuring out like what I want to do, you know, exactly. So yeah. It makes me happy that you're inspired too. Cause there's definitely those few YouTube channels where I feel like I watched those. It was all those art accounts that really got me thinking, maybe I'll try this again. And so I think people, yeah, if you're looking forward to just, just try it. You never know how it's going to (laughs) go. Yeah. Ever since I started watching your videos, all my recommendations are art studio videos. (laughs) A lot of my friends tell me that too now. They're like, wow, all these videos are about making stickers and like Etsy shops. Mm -hmm. Those are my favorite kind. So (laughs) I like seeing them pop up. I really want to start like making stickers. Um, I think it's fun, but I've seen like some of your trial and errors and I definitely learned like some of the things from you it was if rough. I ever start. Honestly, <laughs> if it wasn't for the people on YouTube who left comments telling me how to do things correctly, that's another great thing about filming and putting yourself out there. Like 
majority of the people really want to help you and are really kind about it. And if those people mm-hmm. hadn't left me comments, I couldn't find that information online. Those people were really helpful. I would not have figured it out. It took me a while. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, you have a good community. You built a good community. The art community <laughs> is a very nice community. <laughs> Everyone's very friendly. I love it. All right. Well, I want to start talking about your experience with Miss Universe Canada. Um, Alice and I, we talked about a little bit before she went through the competition. Mm -hmm. And then we waited until this episode to record so she can tell me all about it. So I don't know anything. Um, So as you're hearing this, I'm hearing this as well. (laughs) Um, But what made you want to start, you know, the journey of Miss Universe Canada? I think it was, um, it wasn't actually Miss Universe. I got kind of mixed up because um, I hadn't been watching a lot of pageants. Now I watch them a lot more, but uh, it was Miss World, I think. My mom used to watch that when I was a kid. And I always What's liked seeing. So Miss World, I think it's a bit more popular in Europe, whereas Miss Universe uh-huh. is a bit more popular in um, Asia or the States or even Canada. Um, but I think Miss mm-hmm. World is a bit more about like sports. They have like sport competitions um, kind of like oh, okay. athletic competitions and then more about the cultural um, music and everything like that. I haven't watched one recently, but I believe that's the difference. Whereas Miss Universe is more about the gown um, and the bathing suit walk and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So I really liked Miss World and seeing those girls they were really inspirational because they all had their own thing going on, but they went out to this competition and it kind of celebrated that part of them, like their accomplishments. And so I thought it'd be really interesting to try it out. So I think I sent my application in for Miss Universe Canada in July or June. Um, and mm-hmm. I didn't know if I'd hear back from them because I didn't actually know when the, the the date closed for when you could apply. And I think for most years, it does close early on. It's just because of COVID, they left it open. So it was complete luck that I got through. And then there were a few um, phone call interviews and everything like that. And then it came down to the date, which was, I think end of October was the competition. So it was pretty recent. Yeah. And I flew out to Toronto for that for, it was a whole week of, you know, interviews, walks, the preliminary competition, the final competition, dancing, all that kind of stuff. So very unexpected. And I feel like you don't know what to expect until you show up. And it's just, it's crazy. (laughs) And is, I don't know, like what regular season would be, but this year, like, were there a lot of girls? So there's usually, I think, around 50 girls. And I believe Uh with COVID, there was only 40 this year. So it definitely was less girls. I think, you know, people are a bit nervous with traveling, which is totally understandable. Um, And we're really lucky that actually there were no COVID scares throughout the entire organization, which is great to hear. So they did a really good job with that. Um, But yeah, Mm -hmm. I think there's usually 50 girls, but this time it was 40. And that's from all around Canada. So like every province. Okay. And so how did you prepare yourself for this competition? (laughs) I think, honestly, I should have been more prepared because I spoke to really? other girls. A lot of them had, you know, nutritionists, um, fitness coaches, and pageant coaches. I think pageant coaches is a lot more important than I realized. Um, I think mm-hmm. I was, you know, a little dismissive. I was like, oh, you know, you can just walk and turn and everything. It's so much more than that. <laughs> and that was me being naive again. You know, I didn't realize, you know, the skills that were needed. And it is yeah. it is a skill. It's like a sport. You have to be prepared. I felt like I had shown up to a golf tournament with zero golf training is how I like to think of it. I wasn't, uh-huh. I wasn't prepared to the point I think I should have been. Um, 
But as for preparing the gowns and everything, you do have to get that on your own, at least in Canada. And I got really lucky this year that because all the graduations had been canceled and weddings, all these gowns were on amazing sales. And so I really didn't have to spend that much for this competition. But I think in other years, girls really do have to save and like, it's a real investment in going. Yeah, you mentioned before, I think, um, that there is a fee that you have to pay, right? There is, and I'll be super open about that. So for me, um, it was close to three grand that you have to pay, which is a lot. And a lot of girls usually get sponsorships from, you know, beauty brands or even family companies and everything like that. But I just didn't feel comfortable asking um, any companies. I didn't know any personally, anyone who owned any companies to sponsor me. And, you know, it's Mm -hmm. been pretty rough this year with COVID. A lot of places are struggling. So my parents helped me out a little, but most of my money actually came from, there was a student benefit plan for a lot of the recent graduates who lost work this year. And so I'd like to thank, you know, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau (laughs) in Canada for supporting my pageant journey. Like that's where the money came from. Universe right there, Miss Universe exactly. Canada right there. Very Canadian experience. <laughs> That's how it felt. It was very like I don't think I could have done this in any other year. It really did just show that it lined up. I, I'm not mm-hmm. the type of student who had those kind of savings, so um, that really did pay for my experience. But it's definitely if any girl tries out next year or anything like that, you have to really save for it. It's um expensive to invest in it. That's for sure. And I didn't realize how expensive till I signed up. And so what does the fee cover exactly? So that covers your, it doesn't cover your flight. You do have to pay for that as well. Um, So you're lucky if you live in the province where it happens, but I had to pay for my own flight. Uh, That covers your hotel for the entire week and all of your food. And I think like the bus that takes you from place to place and your hair and makeup. So it does cover that. Mm -hmm. And I think even the photographers and everything like that. Um, So at least that's covered Mm -hmm. for the week. Okay. All right. And so during the competition, what was the most, I guess, well, I guess what I'm trying to ask is during that competition, what were you most confident about? Like what section were you most confident about? And what section were you, I guess, least confident about or kind of nervous about? Uh, I think the one I realized that I was the most confident in was the public speaking practice and getting asked the interview questions. I actually really enjoyed mm-hmm. that because I realized throughout my degree, I really liked public speaking as well. So I think I found that one by far, I guess, the most natural for myself. Um, what I found mm-hmm. the least natural and I was really nervous about <laughs> was walking in a bikini and heels. <laughs> you know, I'm in a cold province. We don't even wear like bikinis much during the year. There's no lakes yeah. nearby. So getting myself ready to wear a bikini to walk on stage was a challenge and Um, I'm not really someone who wears heels on the daily as well. So really getting myself ready Mm -hmm. to walk in heels. It's a lot harder than it looks, you know, props to all those girls. They really, um, some of them really knew what they were doing. They've been there for years and it was incredible to watch them. I think I spent the whole week observing and really trying to learn from them. And um, Mm -hmm. that was by far the part I was the most nervous about, but I'm glad I did it. (laughs) I can say I did it now. (laughs) So what other parts are there besides speaking and the bikini walking whether what are the other ones so um, I believe you get judged on four sections one would be your interviews Mm -hmm. with the judges Uh, the second would be uh, the bikini walk which is really I think they get fitness trainers to like observe and see you know how your body looks um, how fit you are if you're in good shape and um, then there's the gown which also has to do with your 
walk in the gown and everything like that. So the fourth section that you get judged on is the humanitarian project, which I found the most interesting. And that's where each girl who was in the competition um, before it began, she, each one of us, we had to come up with a way to fundraise money for a charity. And the charity this year was Feed It Forward. Um, it's a Canadian charity that helps out those people who are food insecure. And each girl had to just come up with a unique way to raise that money. And so if anyone could guess, uh, mine was actually making stickers and cards at my Etsy store. And so all of my Proceeds and sales from my store went to that charity for the whole month of September. But some girls, they really did these amazing events for like a week-long event and everything. And I think actually, um, I wonder if I'm allowed to disclose this, but I think it would be okay. The girls managed to raise over $40,000 total, which is incredible considering there's about 40 of us in the competition. So the fundraisers are really incredible. That's a lot of money, especially for just 40 girls. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm really glad, you know, um, I think people don't realize in the pageant world that so much of it has to do with giving back to communities as well. And Uh it was more meaningful in that way that we all gathered together and raised that money for a charity as well. I want to ask you, what was the best part? What do you think you like gained out of this whole, whole experience? Like what was your favorite thing out of it? I think my favorite thing was meeting all the girls. Um, Mm -hmm. There's this kind of stereotype that pageant girls aren't friendly And (laughs) I think even I was nervous because I hadn't been in a pageant before, but I have never met the most like kind people. And this is talking about girls who are sleep deprived. We didn't get a lot of sleep during the week, but everyone, they were angels. I never met like a girl who was negative. Everyone was really outgoing and positive. And I think the friendships I made in the pageant are ones I'd like to keep for life. And it was amazing to see everyone being successful in their own right, doing their own thing and being really supportive of that. Um, So I love that kind of energy that was at the pageant. Everyone was so kind. It was like having a bunch of sisters for the week. (laughs) So it was a lot of fun. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that you were pretty close with your roommates. And um, I think it was like a week or so after, maybe two weeks after the competition, you and one of your roommates actually hung out. Yeah, because she lives in the same city as me. So I thought that was incredible. And we really like just hit it off. And she was one of my roommates. Both my roommates were so lovely. They're in the same province. And -hmm. the reason they did that, I think uh, it had to do with COVID as well, is that they wanted Mm -hmm. to keep the province girls together just to, you know, limit our interactions in a lot of ways. Um, So I think if if this was any other year, you'd really get to meet the other girls from other provinces more. But Mm -hmm. it's great because they all live so close to me that I could really visit all the girls I met as well. (laughs) That's amazing. And it's great that you made friends this year because one, I think after graduation, um, it's hard to make friends, right? And two, because of this pandemic, it's even harder to just meet random people like new people. And I don't know, it's harder because I think with this pandemic, you try to just stay within like a few of your friends. Like they even say you really should stick to your own little bubble, right, of people. Mm-hmm. So it is really hard. And that's why I, I recommend it to people if they're able to go out and do things like this. Because at least with the pageant, everyone was getting tested and they're trying to keep it safe as possible. Um, If you can go out and do things like that, you really get the chance to meet new people. And I can be a bit of an introvert myself. So being in a (laughs) pandemic hasn't helped me with that at all. So my social skills, you know, it was good for me to work and practice on those. (laughs) I had a week to really use them because this Mm -hmm. year has been a little bit lonely. You know, you don't get to see people the same way you did the year before. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely feel that because... Alice and I also have the same Myers-Briggs. Like, what are the odds of that? Because we're both INFJs, and as an INFJ, they're one of the rarest people. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say rarest people. Like, we're rarest personalities. Okay. That's 
hard to come across someone that's an INFJ and you just happen to be one <laughs> that I met. But yeah, it's definitely hard. Like I love being um, by myself and do things by myself. But with this going on, it's so, it, it gets to you even mm-hmm. as an introvert where you feel like, oh, you feel like you're stored up, like restored with energy and you can go out and meet people and see people, but you can't. You know. Exactly. It's a, it's like for I think for our personality type, we need that time alone to, you know, regain energy. But then yeah. there's such a joy in going out and using that energy to meet new people and then coming mm-hmm. back to your safe space and, you know, hanging out by yourself. But this year, it's yeah. just been a lot of hanging out by ourselves. So <laughs> it's been a little brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also know that when you were traveling to Toronto for the competition, it was your first time flying solo. Yes. I mean, I am 22, but it was my first <laughs> I'm flying alone. I've always wanted to, but I think it's a little tough as a girl too. You get a little bit nervous traveling alone. Definitely. Um, I'm a little bit paranoid. I watch too many, you know, murder documentaries. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always paranoid when I'm by myself. Uh, but I realized that was one of the things I realized I really enjoyed was traveling by myself and having that independence, um, especially mm-hmm. because I still live at home with my family. And so I think this whole experience made me realize that's something I want to do more. So that was another really positive thing that came out of this. That's good. All right, before, or I want to wrap this up, but before we do that, um, I just want to ask you, what is the biggest advice for those who are thinking about entering a pageant? And also, what is your biggest advice for those who already entered and they're about to go through that process? For those of you who are thinking on entering, all I can say is try to give yourself as much time to prepare Um, And if it's possible, try to do more than one pageant, because I think what I've seen is that the girls who did really well, they had that experience, and Mm. with experience comes confidence. Uh, So what I do is definitely get a pageant coach. I think everyone I talked to really recommended that, and I feel like I probably should have done the same. They give you a lot of great advice that you're not going to be able to find online or by yourself. Um, But Mm. by giving yourself time to prepare, it gives you time to find all the best deals for the dresses, the shoes, and really makes you feel more confident when you're more prepared as well. For girls who are already going into a pageant, all I can say is good luck. Really take care of your feet because wearing heels <laughs> all day, every day, it's painful. You have to try and enjoy that pain because it's a once in a lifetime thing. Um, but also just be really positive. You know, on the first day, I found it really hard. It is a little bit overwhelming, but mm-hmm. try to be really open-minded, make a lot of friends because at least if you don't leave winning a spot, you're going to leave with a lot of friendships. And I think that's something that, you know, you're not going to get from anywhere else the same way. So definitely try to reach out and make a lot of friends. Definitely. Are you or would you ever go through that experience again? You know, I'm... Do another pageant? I'm open to it, but I also feel like this year was so perfect in its timing for it. Like I said, having the money, that's a tough thing. It's an investment, but also having Mm -hmm. the time. I I wasn't working a full-time job. I could totally take the time to go. Um, I think yeah. it's tough when you're working full time to get all that preparation ready. So, you know, if if everything aligned and the timing was right again, I totally would. Um, but I think it's just it's it's a lot to get ready for. You really have to be in the right place at the right time to go into something like that. Definitely. All right. Well, I want to also talk a little bit about um the next opportunity that you may take up because earlier in this episode you talked about how um you took this program or certification certification, yeah yeah certification for 
um, teaching English and you're thinking about teaching English in Japan. And I think you have one or two opportunities of school over there um, waiting for you. So do you want to just talk a little bit about that and how you came to that and what your thoughts are? Absolutely. So that was kind of around the same time I applied for the pageant. Um, so mm-hmm. that was early in the summer. I really was thinking, you know, I'd love to travel and get some life experience if I'm not working a full-time job. And at first I was actually looking at au pairs in different countries. And then I realized, you know, teaching would be a lot of fun. And I feel like that's a really structured way to travel as well. So I decided mm-hmm. to get my teaching English abroad as a foreign language certificate. And I got it through Oxford seminars. And it was really great. I just spent, I think, a month where all my weekends were taken up by class time, which is a little intense, but totally worth it. I really recommend to anyone thinking to travel to get this certification, because once you pass the exam and everything, um, especially with Oxford seminars, they reached out to the schools in different countries to try to get my application out there. So it's, it's safer that way as well, because they have a relationship with that school and they trust mm-hmm. it. So they're not sending you out to somewhere that, you know, no one's really heard of before. <laughs> that could be a little bit scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I did have two schools from Japan reach out to me, and I completed two interviews. One was actually fairly recent, and I haven't heard back from them, but uh, what I will say is a lot of places do want to take you for the full year, and I was really looking to go for six months, which makes sense because I think they want that um, steady, reliable teacher that's going to be there for the full year for the class instead of shuffling things around. Um, So I'm Mm -hmm. not sure if I'll hear back from them, but I did hear back from one place that was offering work for me. The only problem is getting the work visa right now. I'm not sure how it is for some places, but you have to reach out to your consulate in your area. And for me, I haven't heard back on that yet, but I'm open to the possibility of going. So that may happen next year. Um, if it does, it'd be for six months. And yeah. I'm I'm excited and nervous. But again, traveling by myself, I'm like inching out. We're going a little bit further this time <laughs> for a You're longer period. Around the world. A lot further this time. Yeah. With but the I'm ready. But the country that doesn't really – well, I guess they do speak English, but, you know, that's not – It's different. The, different yeah, culture, too. Different. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you'll be – you'll enjoy it. I definitely do. I think after this year, you know, I'm really ready for a change. And so the mm-hmm. idea of going somewhere like that is more exciting to me. Um, I'm sure once I – if I got to a place like that, I'd probably be really nervous and a little homesick. But I think everyone goes through that, so I wouldn't be too hard definitely. on myself. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And also, you know, you're also thinking about law school. So that's something to think about as well. I mean, you've taken your LSAT, and so – Yes. That a was lot. a lot because I, I actually yeah. took <laughs> I, I kind of crammed it all in the same time. Um, <laughs> I think it's because I decided on all these things around the same time period. I took my mm-hmm. LSAT, I think it was 17 days after the pageant ended. Um, so yeah. I didn't have a lot of time to study, but before then I was studying a bit. And what I can recommend for anyone thinking of law school is the test is really not based on knowledge. So you don't need to memorize anything coming in, but it's a test of the test itself. So it's to see how you can answer those questions, um, your reading skills, all of that. And so really, if you want to take the LSAT, I just recommend, I think giving three months to study would be good. I think I didn't give myself enough time, um, but also just reading and and getting experience in um, no matter what degree stream you're in, I think people should be really open to it because it's not a test that I think no one could take. I think anyone could take it if they tried. Definitely. Well, hopefully law school is something 
up ahead as a possibility (laughs) yeah you definitely have a lot of options um open for you which is like so great to hear and and to see for you like as a friend like when I see that you have so many options I'm just like or opportunities I'm just so proud of you thank you (laughs) it helps talking to you you know throughout the year you're very encouraging so you guys be good friends good supportive friends when you make these decisions (laughs) yes um okay so before we wrap up this entire episode, um, I want to ask you what is the most memorable or the biggest lesson you have learned from 2020 and what are you looking forward to in 2021? I think the biggest lesson I learned is that life is extremely unpredictable. Um, I think we've all learned that this year. It, it, yeah. You never know what's going to happen and leaving university, you're not going to life doesn't go in a straight line, <laughs> which I really thought That's it did. Sure. I, I don't know why I had that mindset, but I think it's just really easy to when you've just kind of gone from high school to university and everything's just kind of flowing in the direction that you're hoping for. Um, so yeah. that's what I really learned. And it's just to kind of go with the flow. But also, you know, life isn't going to hand you every opportunity. You really have to go out there and look for them. Um, so I encourage people to really look for something different. Um, don't sit around waiting for it. I think I did that for a little while and I just realized you really have to go out there and search for it. But I think what I'm really excited for in 2021 is hopefully some traveling and seeing where life takes me next, hoping to keep working on the things I'm currently working on and just see where um, I can really take those. Definitely. And if you want to follow um, Alice on her art journey and her life (laughs) journey, I will leave her social medias in the show notes so you guys can connect with her. But thank you so much, Alice, for (laughs) coming on this episode. We had so many technical difficulties. We really did. (laughs) This was our third time trying to record this. The first time there was for some reason, of course, on the day that we decided to record a windstorm on my end, and then my Wi Fi got knocked out like this never has happened before. But I feel and like this podcast really just shows what 2020 is all about, you know? <laughs> it can be a struggle sometimes. Yeah. And then um, I texted Alice and I was like, hopefully this time today when we record, there wouldn't be any technical difficulties. Half. And then like halfway through this episode, it was like good. And then all of a sudden I couldn't hear Alice anymore. And I was like, oh my God. Like I've never to myself. Had, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I've never had technical difficulties. And of course it, this is happening again. But I'm glad it's like it happened with you because you know we made it through it. So it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be so embarrassing if it was like with somebody that I wasn't close with. <laughs> You're trying to be professional and everything just cuts down. But, you know, you just got to kind of wing it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So thank you so much for your your time because I've definitely taken a lot of your time. (laughs) Anytime. You know, I love talking to you. So no problem. It's funny how we can like spend hours talking. It doesn't even feel that way. Oh, I know. Like I can't even believe it's been this long already on the podcast. I'm like, it just flew by. Exactly. Well, thank you so much again. And I will leave all her links and her Etsy store so you guys can can check it out. (laughs) And then yeah, that is it for today. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me and good luck to everyone in 2021. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Hello 20s. Let's get connected and continue our conversation over on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The links are in the show notes, so you're only one click away. I hope to see you there, and I'll talk to you guys in my next episode.